You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Talking League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking Lee. We've got two weeks to go up to round 24 teams. I'm your host TK. Now Andy's away, but Corbs and Patty are in the house. G'day Patty. Hey, How man. are you, man? Feeling good, mate. I was just saying before, I won my uh, first ever draft final on the weekend, so I'm feeling feeling pumped, feeling primed. Patty's on the couch with me tonight. How are you feeling about that, mate? Yeah, I like it. You like Andy's like, side of the room? Yeah, I actually don't mind it. I might try and bump him out, try and wipe well, I gave you my side last <laughs> week as well. You yeah, just I like bumped that. both sides. <laughs> Wow. Now, Corbs, g'day, mates. Looking good there, bro. Did you just have a bit of a just clean up of your, your hair there? You look fresh. Well, I had some interviews uh, for work, so I yeah, tried to polish the chrome and get it all shiny. Just for the yummy mummies. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, Corbs, you're smashing, Andy. Now, you said that you were going to, so I didn't have any doubt that you were going to. But just as Andy versus Corby updates, I know that that's pretty much our show tonight. So Andy's ranked at 1,681, total score of 20,045, around 23 score of 966. Now Joshua Corby's ranked 1,020, a total score of 20,199, around 23 score of 1,051. You smashed it last round, Corbs. Yeah, it was good. I, uh, I tried to go a few little pod plays, Captain Teddy. Uh, I made a a packed with shooter in the chat, and so he stuck to our guns. wasn't overly bad. He still scored pretty well, but if I went Heinz, I could have crept up. I'd probably be sitting in the top thousand, but I'm still confident I'll I'll break it. Yeah, Cobbs, in there. Just on Teddy, it is very unusual this season. Like his ceiling has really dropped, eh? Yeah, it, I think there's just like they just went short, and before they could do sort of you know the out the back plays. I was like on tackle three or four each time. It's just hit the back row shot. Oh, he scored again. Yeah. So <laughs> there wasn't, um, there wasn't like, yeah, getting to that last play where he chimes in and does get his attacking stats, that sort of probably hurt him. But I'd still take a, a 64 captaincy. So I wasn't um, totally bummed out. But yeah, the the 80 from Hines, he just seems a clear choice for captain. <laughs> As uh, your old mate on the couch there, That's, uh, he, he called it about Same. eight weeks ago. And if he's stuck to his guns, I think most people have anyway. But he's just, yeah, clear captain. Yeah, just on Teddy, like the new rules, Paddy, is just really hurt him, mate, with the tackle bus because he averaged so many and he's probably the best tackle breaker in the game. Yeah, 100%. One thing um, that I think is coinciding with it is Sam Walker's move back to halfback. So mm. I was just reading some info on it so Kiri and Walker switching numbers I mean that happens so many times in different teams but they actually have changed how they play so yep. Kiri's touching the ball 10 less times and last year I don't know if you remember but when Walker was coming into grade it actually did impact Teddy scoring a little bit negatively so I don't know if it's just how Walker who is actually killing it but just how he plays might just kind of loop out Tedesco, unfortunately. Sammy, Sammy Walker, he's hitting my narrative from round one. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was, but, wow, he was going well. Yeah, sorry, cool. In saying that with Teddy, he's still the second highest total points for a winger fullback, and he's sitting about 12th. 
out of everyone. So he he's still he good. has be- yeah. he's bounced back, but um, yeah, he's probably not that. He, he was always sort of in that top five, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure. Now, boys, let's move on to round twenty four. Paddy, had you sorry before we move on? How'd you go in round twenty three? Yeah, so uh, I didn't do too bad. I've pretty much like I've crept a little bit up. I only got uh, nine seventy nine for the for the week. Um, and yeah, just slowly creeping. I'm out of trades. I'm at um, 4,229. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'll continue to creep because the team does look okay and it's been going week on week. All soon. right. Well, I'm out of trades too. So last round, I got a pretty good score. What do I get? It like 1,020, 1,011. So I'm still ranked 219. So just kind of, I'm in that range. I've been in a range of 190 to 230 for the last seven weeks. So. Hopefully I can just stick in that range. I'll be pretty happy to finish there. But, Corbs, you're the only one with trays left, so we'll just center this whole show around you, mate. And I know that you're going to be writing a few narratives tonight, so I'm very interested. But what trades are on your mind? What trade is on your mind, sorry? Yeah, still the one there. I am leaning towards holding it, but I was having a look with Aiken out. I was having a look and the the man, it was funny because I mentioned his name and you said you had some good things to talk about him, was uh, Benny Hunt. Because I have 19 green dots too, but Benny Hunt is one, he's playing for that contract. The Dragons are trying to lowball him and he has the Tigers and Bronx. I know that the Broncos will probably have Carrigan back and they're fighting to keep that eighth spot. But he sort of has nothing to lose. And, yeah, the, the contract narrative. It's been one we've ridden all year. It's served us well. And I think I might I might try and jump on it. And then I haven't owned a Dragons player for a long time. So I feel like as a Red V member, I uh, I should I owe it to the club to get him in. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying this contract narrative. And I think he might end up at the Dolphins' corpse. Like, to pair up with his 2015 grand final mate, Anthony Milford. Just right, and his coach, Wayne Bennett. Like, they've got money, and they're going to be able to outbid the Dragons, and they need a marquee player, right? So, they're in a bit of trouble if they try to lowball him with a 700k offer. He's better than that, man. Yeah, I don't really know what they're doing there. I mean, because if they try bluff and then lose him, then what, is Embi stepping up to the half? I don't know. <laughs> Don't know who their backup plan is because Sullivan seems right off him. He seems like he's already signed with the Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Cobbs, in a week with the, against they're playing the Tigers. Paddy, get on this narrative. <laughs> when you play the Tigers against, have you seen their team this week? Yeah. Like Fumanu Brown at number thirteen. I don't even know who these guys on the bench are. Who's this Austin bloke? Oh, mate, it's not a great looking. It's, it's not a great it's looking ne- team. It's nearly as if they've like offloaded six of their players to other teams to help them. Yeah, they've got a lot of outs. Like, there's a lot of outs in that team. It's pretty much there. So they are, were doing well in their New South Wales Cup team, allegedly. But they um they're all kind of being dripped through. But now with all these outs, they're all just getting fast tracked into yeah. first grade team. Well, Corbs, I'm going to convince you because we're going to have a bit of a pod game this with every position. And I'll sell you Ben Hunt before the end of the night. But on those changes, let's go through the TLT news there. We've got plenty there, Paddy. Yeah, I know a lot of people now coming into those final two rounds starting to sweat with uh, potential restings, but not actually too many from some surprising teams. So let's kick into it. Broncos and Eels kicking us off. There's not actually too many fantasy-relevant reportings there, but just keep an eye. Hoskins may came, uh, come in if Cape Ball can't shake off that ankle injury. Uh, Panthers and Warriors, so 
Panthers, Luai's back in, which sees Salmon out. Fisher-Harris is also back. Uh, and Coruscant's named to start again, even though he was a late benching last week. So they may choose to do that again this week. With the Warriors, Harris Devita back in the halves at the expense of Arcee, while Curran is promoted to the starting side in place of Murchie. And just some late mail there coming through this afternoon. Aiken's out for personal reasons, and he's being replaced by Katoa. Storm Roosters, pretty familiar team for the Storm. Kafusi's back pushing... Kamakamika to the bench, and the Roosters welcome back Collins and Takeaho, but they are starting on the interchange for the Raiders and Eagles. Raiders, same 17 that beat the Knights. Uh, they may do a late switch with Starling again like they did last week. For Manly, Tormaiolo Vega debuts on the wing, while Davey is again brought into the starting team. Uh, and Kula starts his spot at fullback, and I thought he had a pretty decent showing there last week, so that's really great if you've held on to him. Sharks, dogs for the Sharks. Big bad Sifa Talakai back in the centres while Ikevalu holds his spot in place of Tracy, who they're going to be resting as he's had multiple concussions. For the dogs, TPJ is out again. I'm actually not too sure why, uh, but Thompson, sorry. I know why he's out. He just no. does want to play. <laughs> I, can, I can definitely envision that. I mean, far out. This guy, honestly, he's just been in and out of this team for whatever reason. All year. Um, devastating if you've held on to him. We, we did call him. it. We said, if you've got the anxiety, don't go near him. And he has he's he's lived. lived up to oh, it, man. hasn't he? Not only, yeah. Apart from positional changes from center, oh, sorry, from lock to back row to the bench, he, just off the team list completely. Is he the worst signing of maybe all time? For the pay packet, I think so. For the pay packet this year, like it's not even injury. He uses four interchange cards <laughs> yeah. per minute. I, like I, that is your biggest grind, eh? You hate oh, it, man. <laughs> Just the th- three interchanges in one half. Yeah, does he? Does he do fitness at all? Does he no. just sit it out? Didn't he do? Does he have personal... Didn't he start boxing? I don't know. <laughs> I thought he started He's boxing. Incredibly, I'm never going to pick. There's two players. We'll t- we'll talk about some shit trades later. Him and Cheese are never oh, again. Geez. Never again. And even with even cheese- though Cheese, I might have to do it because he's going to be so cheap next year. <laughs> I, thought- I was going to say you'll get Cheese for sure. I, I thought TBJ was under um, Sonny B. Williams's tutelage. Now I thought he'd be gunning this year. He oh, has not. Jesus. Yeah, he's just been in and out. Um, and uh, so Thompson, so with the dogs, Thompson starting at lock after a successful return last week, which pushes Josh Jackson into the second row. Uh, bunnies, cows. So for the bon- uh, for the bunnies, Jackson Paolo is being uh, replaced by Thompson after a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty heavy week last week. Uh, for the cows, so Drinkwater moves into the halves to cover for Dearden, and I mean. Dearden, what a tough bloke he is playing 20 minutes with a ruptured testicles. So. We've got a great narrative on him later. Jeez, man. Yeah, great narrative on uh, on Tommy Dearden. So, Drinkwater moving into cover for him. Mount Hatman moves to fullback. Luciano is keeping his spot uh, even with the return of Gilbert. So, Gilbert's returning onto the interchange. Tigers, Dragons. Tigers, like we mentioned this before, quite a few outs and a bit of movement. So, Free Rune starting in the back row. Offing Gowie is being pushed to prop with Brown starting at lock and Simkin is the hooker for the Dragons. Embai is gone, which sees Bird shift to the centers. Debellum De moves to prop. Woods, sorry, Debellum moves to lock. Woodsy to prop. Sullivan is starting at hooker with McCulloch out as well. Uh, Titans Knights to round us off. Titans, very familiar team. Kelly's in for Herbert. Uh, one for the Black Book potentially with uh, Cleesey Haas joining 
the interchange to make his debut. And for the Knights, Frizzell and DSAF are named to return after being late scratching last week. Bradman Best, after his whole bus fiasco, did his hammy in New South Wales Cup. So impressive debutant. Mapabalangi keeps his spot in the centres. He was pretty good. Now, boys, let's talk. We're going to have about four questions. We'll rip into all your questions tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Some massive narratives. So someone's going to win a $40 gift voucher courtesy of Rugby League merch tonight. But, boys, let's rip into a few burning questions. I think what's on my mind tonight, and even though we, I think we've all got these two guys, most of us do, but we'll say for the people with trades remaining because a lot of questions in the DMs are coming around. Jason Tamulolo and Adam Elliott. Now, Corpse, hypothetically, you do have some trades remaining, but just say you had a handful, four, and you had these two guys, Jason Tamulolo, Adam Elliott. Break down Lolo for me. What would you do with him? Would you... Would you kind of hold or would you punt him? Uh, yeah, I would probably, Tom Lolo, I would probably be looking to punt. I was looking at the options though. So, yeah, his last three game averaged 36. They've got that stacked bench now. Like they're bringing blokes like Nenai off mm. and uh, Leilua. They've got the, the bench that actually they have, that Neem, he's been killing it. Um, who have they just got back? Gilbert, who's. An absolute workhorse. He's a yep. beast. Uh, so, yeah, Tomalolo. I think also too. It seems like he, with the, the flair and the um, the attacking um, prowess they have in a lot of their players, he seems to have taken that more conservative approach. Just it's good for the team and getting him on the front foot, but it's not really um, transferring to any good fantasy relevance. You know how he used like he was usually yeah. the bloke popping it and. Bit of footwork. He's just sort of trucking it straight up. Um, if you were to pick someone and you know you didn't have any coin in the bank, Joshy Curran on the edge could be an option um, because they love just hitting. Like Aiken got a heap of ball, and that's why he was so good. And a lot of people would be pretty devo if they don't have any trades with him being out. Uh, that could be generous. So, like if I said a, maybe a 45, 50, but he's playing the Panthers, isn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, they're still under man too, the Panthers. So, and he's good. He's just a good player, Josh Curry. Yeah, well, he seems to rip in each week too. So he's a bit of a workhorse. He's sort of one of those edge players that's happy to sort of slowly migrate to the middle and get a bit of defence. His base stats have always been pretty good, but I don't know what's going on. There's been a few questions about him just not getting the minutes. It's like especially when the Warriors haven't been going too great, and we know what Curran's capable of. So, yeah, he would be the one that I would bring in for Lolo, who's less money than Lolo. So that would be the one I'd be looking at. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just not – it doesn't look – you know how he's sort of sometimes just holding players for their namesake? I don't know if Lolo is that player anymore. Yeah. What, what I noticed, Paddy, was the dramatic drop in minutes. Mm. Like last week, you take out his two injury games, and that was a season low in terms of minutes played. He played 48 minutes. And when you have a look at his just across the board here, boys, he really needs over 60 minutes to actually score well. Yeah. But Corb's had a really good observation about him not offloading. The other thing's observation, he hasn't scored this year. Yeah. Well, he is passing before the line. He's playing. So a lot of the articles I've read is Payton's just tried to introduce that passing game to him. So what made sense in the preseason was Cotter was going to play that lighter ball playing middle forward mm. and then Lolo just kind of plays his similar role where actually Cotter is hitting the line hard and with great leg speed and getting quick play of the balls and then Lolo is distributing before the line. So 
He just, like, looking, diving into his stats, his run meters are just significantly down. So even last week with that drop in minutes, like, he's just not, he's just not the same type of player. Like, he's, again, great for the team, but fantasy-wise, just hasn't been working that well. And I think just, yeah, like Corbs mentioned, that, that bench is so stacked. Yep. So stacked. And ever since Cotter came back, like, the it keeps dropping. And, you know, using your, uh, your three-date rule, three-game average of 36, like, that's just... Not good. <laughs> his money's come down dramatically too, so it's not easy to get rid of him because he's 567k, so Curran might be the only one in the range. Who I thought of, well, the other guy that's also in range is $1 cheaper and it's Ben Hunt. So it just mm. depends if maybe if you've got a lot of cover in that mids and you need a half, I wouldn't mind Ben Hunt. I'll talk a little bit about him later. The other, the other's on my mind at the moment. Because Saints have got the, because Saints have got the Tigers... Zach Lomax at 523k must be a consideration because I reckon the Dragons are going to put a bit of a score on the Tigers. He'll be goal-kicking. I reckon he'll score a couple of tries. And if, you know, we talk about Aiken being out, if you've got a trade, I wouldn't mind popping Zach Lomax in there. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's good narrative. Yeah. I like that. Lots of points there. Very nice. I haven't got many left this season, but... <laughs> That's about it. But the other two I, th- I was thinking about too was two hookers. So this is only – we'll talk about Adam Elliott next, but I thought about Jaden Braley because he's in outstanding form at the moment, 651K. The other one who's really under the radar is Sam Verrills at 615K. Roosters have got two massive games against the Storm yep. and then against the Rabbitohs in the opening of SFS. Mm. And he's close to playing 80 minutes every week now. They're yep. not bringing on Watson to play hooker. He's playing, ripping out 80 minutes. He's playing yep. good footy too. Yeah, I think they're going to miss him a little bit. Well, obviously, they're getting cheese, and they're very different players, but Verrills is a very good player. He's so, a big team man at that. He's best yeah. friends with Radley. Like, that could really influence the way Radley... He, he could get pissed off that his best friend just got punted. Yeah, I like that as a narrative as well, to be honest. Like, looking at those different pot options, I know we're going to going to speak about it. Like, I quite like Leilura as an, as an option. I just mentioned... Like, yeah, Lucy notes, as so, well, mate. Yeah. So, before I saw... Um, before I saw the team list drop, I just put in my notes. I'm like, well, if he's named to start and hold, like he's at a good price and he's been going off even without 80 minutes. And he... But he probably... When he starts, he'll probably play 80, right? I think he'll play 80 this week. I think um, Nanai's had a long season, played Origin. If anyone's going to get rested, it might actually be Nanai instead of instead of Lucy. Well, they and, did that a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah, and from a, from a price perspective, he's 587. So he's only an extra 20K to Lolo. So it's actually pretty pretty good. So if you don't need the mid, like I know we spoke about mids, but if you're looking at other pods, I actually like Luciano as a bit of a, a bit of a sended option. I like that. I really like that a lot. Now, Cobbs, Adam Elliott, 631K. Now, around 20, you got a bit of an injury against the Titans. They didn't really declare what it was. Some, someone was saying it was a cork. Some were saying it was a hip injury. But he definitely hasn't been the same ever since. What have you made of him at the moment, mate? Yeah, I made mention of that too. Surely there's something lingering there because Mm. he sort of does his job and then comes off. Even when the game's in the balance, they don't seem to go back to him. But you look at who they've got and where they're sitting on the ladder. They've got the Eagles, Tigers. Eagles are almost falling down to that (laughs) like-to-like team to Tigers with the way their season's going. Mm. Surely there's a couple of attacking stats because he's had no – he sort of had quite a few attacking stats over the last few weeks or when we were right on him and he was sort of just making it an easy hold. But, yeah, the last two weeks he's – I'm just looking here. His tackle breaks, uh, he, he had quite a few against 
it was uh, the Dragons. But against the Knights, right down, his offloads were down. Just a lot of his attacking stats were gone. Um, so I think, and his tackles. So I'm not sure. I think that was a game when he got pushed out to the edge. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's a bit of a weird one with Ricky. It's just the same old Ricky. You're not <laughs> sure what's going to happen. But I, I'm saying hold with him just because he did have those couple of big scores and he's playing two weaker sides. We know that he's pretty good through the middle there. It just sort of, I don't know, seems to bounce off and get a few tries here and there. So, yeah, it might be a little bit of a narrative, but I would hold. But the the guy that I would go, if you did have those three or four trades, or I would say even two, I, I like the Leilua call yep. with Paddy. Uh, he was the one that I had if you were looking to get someone for an Elliot. With that Elliot, Paddy, have you noticed that his attacking stats haven't changed much? But like Corbs did say, his defensive stats against the Dragons game, he had 16 tackles and six misses. Knights game is 25 and 2. He's somewhere in the 30s usually. Like, yeah. the injury must be some something affecting his defense for sure. Yeah, I think it's probably a combination of injury and even though he's been around for a few seasons, I think this is his first season where he's really been able to be on the field, ripping in. He's had confidence from the coach. So he actually just looks a little bit, out of puff at the moment, especially since that injury. I think it's like compounding, his, especially defensively, because he was that kind of, you know, that, that like just bull terrier in the middle, just getting stuck into it, really yeah. bringing it to that defensive attitude. Um, out of the two, like if you, like a lot of us, we both, we, a lot of us have both Elliot and Lolo. So I think out of the two, Elliot is probably more of the whole, probably that Jewel gives him a little bit more flexibility. Mate, stop taking over. I was about to hypothetical you. <laughs> Both of you. I was about to say hypothetical. You've got one trade left. Lolo Elliott, who you're punting, who you're keeping. And you just go ahead and just... <laughs> Sorry, mate. Look, Lolo breaks my heart. You're too comfortable on this couch. Do I have to put you over there again? I think so. I need to be back on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll ask you this question. Hypothetical. Punt one, keep one. You've got one trade. These two guys, and then who's your replacement? Assume that you've got cover everywhere. Yeah, so I've got I'll hold hold Elliot Punt Lolo, which again heartbreaker. I've got him in draft, so he's a very uh, conflicting conflicting drop for me. Um, and yeah, I'm about to yeah I was going to go through it with my pot options. I really like the look uh, the look of of Lucy nice. as a as a big send it gamble. All right, call was punt one, keep one. Assume that you've got cover everywhere and pick someone up. Who are you doing out of these two, and who's your pick up? Yeah, I'm being boring. I've gone the same as Paddy. Just, oh, I just copied that. Same, same it's, almost, it's, almost, it's almost like rapid bounce with Andy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, old. Yeah, I'm going to punt Lolo as well, but I'm going to go the big one. I think you've got to go one of the Dragons, Ben Hunt or Sasaki Lomax, and they're both in the price range. So do it. Yeah, I like it. All right, boys, let's go to the next question. And let's we're going to pick a pod play. Per position, under 700K. Corbs, we're going to start with you. Wing fullbacks, who's on your mind? Well, I, I just went for real low percentage ownership. And my two, I'll start with AJ Brimson. So he is zero. No one owns him. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a sign, though? <laughs> Mate, I threw AJ what into the score? atmosphere. Into what, the... Did he, Corbs, what did he score last week? Uh, he... I think he, I'll just go, he got a 66 against the Knights two games ago. Yeah. But since um, his partner in Boyd, he's been... He's been way better, right? Since he's been going left. a lot better. He's he got not, 41 shit. against the Dragons. Yeah, okay, I've just got it up here. 
So, yeah, he, he hasn't been bad. shooting the absolute lights. But, yeah, he got that 66. <laughs> but you look at who they play in their um, last two games and they've got the Knights and Warriors. They're two of the – like, I know I just talked about the Eagles and the Tigers, but out of those four, you'd, you'd love to be playing them for your final run. Now, they're, they're not worried about the finals, but they do have the spoon to contend with. <laughs> and it's a very good chance that they could get it if the Tigers can do something. But that if they get a win against one of these two teams, when they seem to – they did it last year. They finished off the season really well. Mm. They got no pressure. I don't know what it is, but uh, with AJ, uh, 66 against the Knights. Then he has, yeah, the Warriors team, um, spoon motivation. He, he bagged a few tries in the last two games as well. He seems to be running it heaps more. Just, I don't know if he's got word from coach, just run it at will. Uh, I like him. I just think he could be a good option. It's a pod play, massive pod play. But, um, oh, yeah, I was looking at percentage play. The other one is your man in draft, Nofa. So he's 0% top 500, top 100, top whatever. He's a 0.1% in the top 1,000. So I don't know if those guys just... <laughs> he's, he's, it's cool he's become the best winger in the game by just swapping clubs. <laughs> well, he, he's always been a bit of a base stat king back in the day. And you only got to look back to 2019, 2020. He finished the year with 50 average in both those years. So he, he's got it in him. He's got the pedigree. And now he's got the attacking stats to go with it. And he actually looks like he's just got a burst more of energy. How much playing. energy does – like oh, he just smiles. himself. You can tell yeah. when Nofa is on form because he's oh. just smiling all the time. He's having so much fun. Yeah. You can just tell yeah. he's loving life. Well, I know that he's got the Roosters and Eels, but he did get a 47 against the Panthers round 22. I know like they were depleted, but they've still got good defensive edge and back row and middle in that game for him to sort of take them on. Yeah, but yeah. Him, him bringing them back. He's always been good with the base stats. He seems to be getting a carry and yardage every set, if not two, and and bouncing a couple here and there. But then, yeah, the added couple of tries. I think he's got three tries in the last two games. That just makes him even more juicy. Yeah, no far. I'll just carry on and refuse to come back. Yeah, well, that's what I'll do if I was him. I was listening to Hundred Percent Footy last week, and they were saying that. Like, you know how, so Dewey apparently was on on the table or whatever about potentially getting a loan, like they really wanted him, um, Melbourne, but the Tigers said no, but they were happy for Noffa, and apparently the narrative is that, his because he's, big, yeah, he's big contract, so they're kind of happy if he really does enjoy himself, kills it, so it gives them either the option for him to stay at Melbourne, or another club to come knocking and say, oh yeah, he's actually a gun. He should I, pay, I, take a pay cut and leave. I heard 100%. the Tigers had a, a ran a lotto. And whoever won got to go <laughs> Well, even look at Gilder. Well, like, he's at the Roosters now. They were complaining about not having players today. Well, if you didn't loan out half your team, you would still have one. <laughs> oh, no, I said that in the show. Got nothing from you two. But, yeah, why are they handing out all their players? And then you see today they're only going to have 14 of their top 30 roster available. <laughs> and then Peachy and James Roberts are on the extent, and they're still complaining about not having oh, players. Man. It's like you're not playing them. No, yeah, I don't think... Yeah. Poor Tigers. <laughs> not for a me pick there, though. Yeah, nice, I, I like it. it. Now, Paddy, give me your thoughts on a centre to so, save the day. So I said this, I think I brought it up maybe last week, but Campbell Graham, 0% owner, like 0.02 top 5,000, but he's the fourth best centre by average in fantasy this year. He, so he's 
it, uh, and it's not that he goes in peaks and troughs. He's just consistent. super consistent. Good like price, he's too, at, Yeah, 607K, 44.7 average. Um, but him, like the Rabbitohs, just love the big games. Like, he scored a try last week on, on return. And him on that right-hand side because Tass has held the left, he does so much defensive work and clean up. Like, he holds that edge so well for Souths. So, he's constantly making tackles. He's constantly taking hit-ups. Scores a, he, he doesn't, He's not a prolific try-scorer. Obviously, they don't go to that edge too much. I think they definitely have started to. Like, I feel that the right-side winger for Souths have actually been cleaning up lately. So, I really like it. If you've got the, kind, if you've got the cash and you're looking for... Again, for the fourth best center in fantasy overall, like I can't go past him. If you don't have cash and something that's a little bit more left of field, I've got Dan Gagai who has plummeted in cash. He's only one- stop writing Newcastle narratives. <laughs> no, you <Mate>. stopped. <laughs> I had another one. I had Jack. I had Jack Bird, but. I thought you were going to say Brad huh. Best. No, yeah, far out. Uh, Mister Mister Bloody Glass himself, and um, I had Bird, but now he's in the centres. I'm not not interested on him. Um, but yeah, with Gagai, one point five percent in the top thousand. He's four hundred thirty six k. He does have ability. Like even on the weekend against the Raiders, he scored a fifty nine. I think was was his score. So he's got the ability. He he did have a good start to the year, but unfortunately, like the the rest of the Knights, they just plummeted. Absolute warning though. Like, I personally probably wouldn't go to Gagai, but the warning is is that he can get you decent scores, but next week against the Sharks, he's going to be marking up against Sifat Talakai. He's missing at least 15 tackles that game. All right, boys. New rules. I said we we're going to do this podcast in 35 minutes. We're up to 29 <laughs> minutes already. And only one pod play, and it can't be from your own team. Okay. That's a fair rule. Now, I'm going Campbell Graham then. Okay, cool. That's a really good pick. Now, Cobbs, get your pen out. I've got your Ben Hunt analysis right here. Now, Sell me that pen. only 1% own top 1,000, so he's a pod. Draws Tigers and Broncos. Now, the last two halves against the Tigers, Nico scored 74 and Sam Walker scored 69. Even though that he's coming off a little bit of not poor form, just average form for him, he's only averaging 45 those last three, 55, 43, and 39. But we just know his quality. He had an 85 for God's sake against Penrith in round two. He's got nearly a try assist a game. 400 kick metres a game and nearly hundred, well, nearly 90 metres running a game. So his base stats are going to be there. Playing against probably what I am seeing right now is the worst team I've ever seen. And I think you need to load up at 566k. Back your man, Benny Hunt here. I like that. We're a pro-Ben Hunt podcast for these last yes. two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't mind it. Now, Corbs, we're going to move you on to the mids. Give me your only one pick in the mids, please. Well, I was going to go to Shooter's um, Cheese, but I'll, I'll avoid him. I'm going to another 0% ownership, and that is uh, Big Bad Tino. So he's got a like he's 0% in the top 1,000. Three-round average is 61, and he plays, oh, I've already talked about this, Knights and Warriors to finish off the season. He's the captain. He's been playing. He's been having the uh, the old captain's knock the last few games. I think he missed, had a kid. Yep. But new dad could be a bit tired. Um, his last game, and his tackle breaks have increased dramatically, but his last game he had six tackle breaks and he had eight offloads. Three went, uh, four went to hand, four didn't. So he's just ticking over the fantasy points. And I just think that he's, he's going to get big minutes. I'd say he's going to push. That 70 minutes just with their lack of players on the bench. Um, they did have Aaron Clark in there and 
Uh, was sort of who they they're debuting uh, the young Hass this week, so I, I I can't see him getting huge minutes, and I think Tino's going to yeah get good minutes and score well again. So I think he is your choice. Yeah, with with Tino Corbs, I think he's the most athletic prop I've ever seen. His carry is so fast. Yeah, well, uh, this was what we all thought he was going to do when he first went there. This is what he was doing at the Storm, and then he's sort of just went quiet and was a bit disappointing for a lot of people. Mm. Just almost David Fafita living on that potential, but he's starting to show a little bit now. So hopefully he can um, finish off the season well and take it into next year. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Paddy, we're going to go to Edge, mate. Who you got? I think we already know who you got. All right. Well, I've already mentioned Lucy, so I've actually got – this is going to be very succinct because it's two names, but same sales pitch. Bo Firma and Brighton Acora, both of them under 1% owners, but they – the similar thing with Firma, Nakora, and Luciano is that they've all got a last three-game average of 58. Mm. So positives with Firma, as well as Nakora, very, very juicy run for the final two games. Firma, Knights, Warriors, Nakora, Dogs, Knights. So they both like a try as well. Even though Nakora has been down this year, he still had really solid base. So his lines that he runs, are yeah, beautiful. like really beautiful. I think the Sharkies are going to have a cracker end as well. So I know that it's two names, but I feel like that they're both really solid options for pod potential firmer and Nakora. The thing with Brett, he's making a lot of good tackles. Last year, he fell off and led in a lot of tries last year. Yep. Nothing's getting through him this year. Yeah. He's improved so much under Craig Fitzgibbon. Yeah, he's been super solid. Yep. Super solid. Now, boys, I've got Hooker, and it's going to be your man, Jaden Braley, I've got. I just think his form and his price, 651K, only 1% owner in the top 1,000. Last three of 60, 50 and 71. Now, they've got hard games. Well, should be pretty open against the Titans and Sharks. What I really like about him is just he's just got a balance at the moment because his base stats, he's averaging over these last three games, 46 tackles, only one and a half misses. And his his gains are quite high for Jaden Braley at 55. Yep. So he's not scared to actually run. He's obviously the leader of the team without Ponga being in there. Like I said, great base. I just think it's a nice little 50 lock. Especially when you're not True. getting anything out of guys like Jason Tamulolo and maybe even Adam Elliott. But if you're kind of going to run that third hooker, because a lot of people have a balance of kind of Grant, Cook, or Robson, if you've got two of those and you need to add a 650 hooker, I really think Jaden Braley is going to be a really good buy fee for the last two rounds. Yeah, agree. Very, yeah, very solid. All right, boys, let's have a little bit of fun. The best and worst trades of the year. This was brought up by Kai Man, Kai Spence. So thank you for suggesting this one, Corpse. Talk, take us through your best and worst trades of the year. Uh, apart from the clear horns, but I went um, Cotter, and it was it coincided with justice for Cotter round when we bought, <laughs> I bought him in. I think I got him in a week after you. But it, since that game, because that only bumped him up to maybe a 40, and then he went nuts. He went on a real run, made us 200K. I think we got rid of him over Origin, and it actually seemed like a good time to get off him. Because then he had, um, yeah, the rep duties and then that injury. So, yeah, Cotter. And then my worst, oh, it, was, it was actually pretty funny just going through my team. There was quite a few, but Blake Taff. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I knew what his background was. I'd seen his scores at fullback and I still picked him just thinking that he had the fullback spot in a, in a probably wasn't a good side just then, but for the Bunnies who were, had some decent players around him and, yeah, he just bummed out, and um, he and I think he got dropped before he got dropped from my team from the actual bunnies. <laughs> uh, it was just the good and bad. You're not the regrets. We'll leave that one. Oh, mate, if you got a regret there, Corbs. Yeah, the out. regret was Trell. 
Well, I went Pappy, and that was probably because I had him in draft. And then I tried to be stubborn, and I went Ponga the next week, and then he got um, glass jawed. So, and then Trell was like worth too much, and I um, just kept my stubborn ways and didn't get him in. But yeah, I really wish I got him. I would have saved two trades and um, had a gun wing fullback that's still killing it. Boys, for someone that's ranked 219th, <laughs> Jesus, I've had some shit trades this year. <laughs> like, I've had some shockers. Starting the season and probably selling half of the NRL fantasy into Adam Fanua Blake, <laughs> like, he was an absolute joke. He was nearly worse than I was at the start of the year. Him and Brandon Smith, who broke his <laughs> his hand in two minutes in round one, and then I went back again, and then he got sent off for calling a referee <laughs> cheat. Blake Taff, as Corby had. And then his little mate Trent Peoples in oh round eleven. God. Yeah. Oh my Peoples. god! Like, why did we even get Trent Peoples? Like, we actually knew that he wasn't in the top thirty. And we still did it. Like, that was the <laughs> stupidest trade I've ever done. Best trades. Somehow, as Nostradamus and predicted Haas's downfall during that mm. round six, punted him. I nearly got him out for a million bucks. While everyone else getting him out at like six hundred. Ruben Cotter was my man. Justice for Cotter. That was my favourite round of the year. <laughs> Adam Elliott in round nine was a good one, as was Matt Burden when he kind of bottomed out in round 10. Trell Mid at round 17. I loved it. And then Cammy Munster saving my season at round 21. But that wraps me up, yeah. Paddy. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a lot of... I feel like me and Corbs have a lot of similar horror stories and I fell into a lot of the same traps, like the people people's trap as well as Taff. Um, but so for my worst, it's actually the same as Corbs's regret, but this just really stung the most. So bringing Pappy in in round 17 instead of Trell and I doubled down and captained him and he only got me 56 in total yeah. was... Just the worst trade of the year. Like, there was a lot of bad trades, but that one definitely cut the deepest. Um, and I think my best trade, I don't think too many of my trades have actually been that great, um, but I brought May from the Panthers in straight away. Like, I just thought that he was worth the punt. I thought that he kind of was going to be really good. And, yeah, made me lots of cash. He's still in my team now. So, I think that's probably the most solid trade I've made all year. Yeah. Boys and girls, we are just trap city all, all year. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've learned harsh harsh lessons though for the year. Maybe we just got to play. Trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch. Trap city probably city 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 probably city should uh, make a special mention too to Bullymore, who I think we all started oh, with. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, so many just silliness at the start. Not, Actually, not getting Tago and. Aiken and Crichton from the start. I don't even know how I've turned this season around. <laughs> Actually, I'll give you a really bad trade because it involves your man Cheese. Going Harry Grant to Cheese. What's <laughs> the probably the all time that? Me. Oh <laughs> it my terrible. god. It was during like it was just before like the origin period and I think Grant was injured. So it's like, yeah, sweet, Cheese is gonna be starting hooker leading into origin. And then Cheese was out. You're trapped city yourself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for everyone leaving Spotify reviews and apples. Not too late to get one in if you haven't done one. We'd really appreciate that. Only takes a couple of seconds to do that. But, Paddy, let's go to the audience questions. We've got a few beauties there tonight. Yeah, a couple of great questions. So, sorry, got to switch up my pages here. So, to Corbs, Brody Kennedy, rank 55, two trades left, ignored your guys' advice to bring in 
the on-fire lane last week, opted for Cotter instead. Is it worth using one of my trades to upgrade Armani to a gun or save the two trades to cover rested players next week? Guns I don't have that I would look at are Tarpany, Grant, Joe O, Yo, Robson, Brown or Butcher. Cheers, boys. Yeah, I I think it's just a hooker for hooker replacement. I would be going Grant there. I would actually be getting rid of Marnie. He annoyed me. I was really happy to punt him. He has a form on the board. I think he's 71-point average in the last three games, and he seems to be one of their real focal points for their attack at the moment, running the ball a lot. I mean, Munster's obviously also sharing a lot of that load. But you also look at his... I mean, it yeah, coincides with the, the change-up, but he's doing a lot more kicking. Um, his kick meters have gone up quite a bit. Um, and then also just his... He's got a few missed tackles in there, but he's uh, – what was it looking at? And his run meters, he, they were down a little bit against the Panthers, but his run meters uh, were up in the hundreds, which is only going to benefit him. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like him. I like – he seems to be – we're talking about Noffa, full of energy and just a spring in their step. I think the Storm and Harry Grant is uh, a very good pick. I'm happy to have him in my – team and if there was no Hines Harry Grant would be I reckon that captaincy mm. I think that he's probably up there as those top three but Hines is just so far he's almost probably is the new Cleary but Grant is killing it that much that he would be a pretty decent VC at the moment. Yeah great options there uh, Damien Peters TK Adam Elliott and Lolo to Cotter and Cheese, last two trades. I'm assuming you're going to sell both because of the money factor, but we did talk about maybe holding Elliott and selling Lolo. So, look, I don't mind it because we're, we're encouraging people just to send it all year. So, at the end of the day, last three average for Cotter is 53 and Cheese is actually 59. Both players are big parts of finals teams, dual mid-hooker cover as well. So, I don't think you can go too wrong doing this trade, and I think they're both running into a good form, Cotter and Cheese. So, yeah, I'm presuming that you've probably got a few finals to play and things like that, Damo. So send it, my man. Yeah. Now, next question. Sorry, I got put off because Patty was reading it, and Patty's part of the questions. Belinda Smith. Now, she wants to know, is it time to use the last trade, Pat, even if you can field a full team? He, She is looking to move on Adam Elliott. Belinda. Belinda. Send it. <laughs> we, we definitely believe in sending it here on this podcast. Um, look, I think it just depends about depends on coverage, depends on where you're sitting. You know, if you're if you're chasing overall and you're chasing points, like most definitely, you know, I think that Elliot specifically, we already mentioned, it's probably a hold. Um, but if you actually got the cash and you can go to one of the big dogs, then 100, percent I think so. If you are really really sold on getting rid of Elliot, I thought, um, you know, and you wanted a, a pot option, I thought Lucy is a great option. I kind of mentioned that before, or potentially Nakora. But, yeah, really kind of depends on how much cash you got, what you're chasing, but 100%, let's uh, send those trades. Nice. Uh, so, Corbs, Andre Fidisimanu is asking Elliot to Brandon Smith, or is that sideways? Two trades, Yes. One trade, I'd probably hold. Yep. Good call there. TK, Morgan Jones, best players to bench loop or have an emergency out of Marnie, Pole, Cola, Elliot, have two bench spots available with Will Kennedy as my red dot. 
The thing with this, I hate looping. And the reason why I hate looping is because it depicts <laughs> that your team is shit and you've got no confidence in your players. But he's picking between guys like Marnie, Elliot, Kohler and Pole. That's four pretty good emergencies. I'm assuming three of them, maybe four of them are all of these emergencies. His team must be just absolutely flying here. But the good thing if you actually are going to do this, and Kennedy's your red dot, Marnie plays Thursday night, so give him your first loop. Out of the rest of them, I would actually play Pole A, considering the Tigers' injuries. He could be playing 80 minutes this week. And then, even if he's off the bench, who knows what's going to happen this week. Mm. And then, Elliot, I'd probably say, is quality second. Cole scored really well at fullback last week, but I just don't know. Is Manly going to give up this week? We've seen a heap of teams given up over the last couple of weeks. I just, yeah, I just don't know if he's got that same sort of reliability as the other three guys, seeing that they're forward. So, he'll be my last preference out of all that. Yep. But don't loop, man. Yeah, we all know how you feel about loopers. Oh, you should see him in our draft chat. He hates it. <laughs> I get very angry. Actually, I don't get angry. I get disappointed. <laughs> That's worse, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> sorry, Patty. I've done this to you again. Sorry, my man. William Roberts. No, no, sorry. Jacob Grams. Now, he wants to know, Patty, get Cameron Munster or Tarpany with the last trade? Money Munster. That's like if I was to be if I was to choose out of the two, I'd go Munster. Um, there there is a possibility that if they win, that he might get a rest potentially, just if they sew up that spot. But I feel that like just in terms of Munster right now, he's just on another level. I also think that he's got an overall higher ceiling. Uh, for Tarpany, like I don't mind it. I think he's the the better pot option. He's only sitting at about six percent owner in the top thousand, mm. so he's still a really solid option. But I just feel that if I was to try and average out who's going to get higher scores over the next two rounds, I'd probably say Munster. Nice. All right. Next question is yours. I think here we go. Is. Corbs. Naru Grant Manawatu is asking, one trade left, Barnett to either Matto, Bird, Firma, Tino, or Clemmer. I think you got to punt Bird now. He's back at centre. I wouldn't be looking at him. Uh, Matto has got that bit of a ceiling with the, the Eels, so he would probably, if you wanted to risk it, but I also spoke about Tino before being that good pot option, so it'll be a flip of the coin between Tino and... And Maddo, but I would probably go Maddo just to, you've got the highest ceiling there. Nice. Yeah. In that jewel there. So, uh, TK, round us off. Evan Bartlett is asking, head-to-hand grad final, two trades left, Elliot or Burden to Maddo? I think Maddo's your safer pick. He's back to his 60-minute bench role, which I really like because he comes in against the tied defence and he just knocks out his 60. Burden probably drew a good game considering he scored 22 and 39, which is highly unusual. They do finish with the Sharks and Manly. I think Manly will be a high-scoring game for Burden, but maybe this week against the Sharks, he might knock out another 30. So I think the safe pat there, Evan, is Matto. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sending in all your questions and sending in it all year. Really appreciate that. We've got a crack at a finish from William Roberts, and he wants to know which fantasy-relevant players do Talking League team feel will be rested the next two rounds. I've got a bit of a narrative here, so I'll end it. But, Paddy, who are you thinking? Penrith boys? Uh, yeah, Penrith boys. I mean, I'll tell you who I'm the most scared of is Nico Hines, because depending on results, he might get, uh, might get rested mid-game next week. If you just smashed my narrative. Tindle. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if Tricky's on the bench next week and they've locked up top two, like, he is a a potential for getting rested. Cause this is what I reckon will happen. This is my narrative. Storm's going to lose to the Roosters on Friday. Cowboys are going to lose both games. 
Cowboys play before the Sharks on Saturday night against Penrith. Sharks play the Knights at 2pm Sunday. Nico Hines won't play that game. Oh, you, you're breaking my heart. I hope not. <laughs> what do you reckon, Corbs? Anyone else that... What's your thoughts on Nico and was... Have we covered, who, who do you reckon out of Penrith is going to get rested, like, realistically? Do you think they're going to rest? No, I don't think they will. Well, I think with the, the way that they've um, had plays in and out over the last few weeks... Mate, like, as Coruscant's been... He came off the bench last week. Um, Kikau's had a few early showers. Martin, maybe. Liam Martin could, mm. um, potentially. Uh, Yo might get less minutes over the next few weeks. But I don't think anyone will be out and out rested uh, for the Panthers. They don't seem to be the team, and, and Ivan Cleary's not the coach to rest them, as your typical Bellamy's and who was the other one? Last year, Robbo, Bennett, Robbo, so. yeah, Robbo and Bennett also did with the bunnies. Did he not? Corpse last yeah. Thursday when Penrith spanked Rabbitohs on the bell without their well, Appy got put onto the bench. Mm. Luai and Cleary, the psychological advantage they have over the Rabbitohs now going to the finals. Do they do that against the Cowboys as well? Go up to Townsville, spank them without their with their without their best player, and have the psychological edge in them as well. Yeah, I like. I really like that narrative. I think um, Corb's actually probably hit the nail on the head there. There's only probably a few coaches that really like to rest. I think Cleary isn't one of them. Like, like even last year, he he just played through. Like, if players had to come back from injury, he got them through injury really quickly to play into those last rounds. Even though the minor premiership was locked up, I do like that as a psychological warfare against it. I, I really like it. And I think you know this year in terms of resting, it's actually. It's probably not as likely because there's still so much to play for in the top eight. Like you've got the um, five to to eight still actually trying to secure their spot in the eight because the Raiders are knocking on the door, and then you've got the top four apart from the Panthers trying to secure second to get a home final. So there's a big chance that all these big teams actually go through. The one team that we haven't mentioned that does like a rest, regardless if they're making top four or not is Parramatta. Brad Arthur did it last year when they weren't in the top four, they were only coming six or whatever it was, and he still rested half his team. So there's, I think out of any fantasy-relevant players, there's actually probably potential that Parramatta rests. So we're all going to be fielding 10 players next week. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Arthur to get another shot. You know what I like about Nathan, uh, Ivan Cleary? He doesn't loop. <laughs> no, he goes ham every week. <laughs> I don't know if we will see the the big restings we have because your sort of your theory, your narrative is I think the Cowboys will beat the Rabbits this week. I think you I think mentally and that stuffed them last week, not being able to beat the Panthers with their gun halves. I think the only ones that we're gonna see rested is your blokes like Frizzell. Yeah. Uh, or blokes in those lower teams and you've already started to see it. If they're out of contention, it's early surgery. Yeah. So, well, uh, the Knights could have rested Frizzell in round 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's riding a few injuries there. Yeah. All right, boys, let's talk captains. Corbs, who's your lock captain? Maybe give me your safe play and your maybe pod captain play. Yeah, well, I've, I sort of mentioned it before, Harry Grant. I think he's just been on fire and he's just bringing it home strong. But Hines is your boring one and I think I'll just go back to that to try and get some credibility and crack that top thousand. Why don't you go Ben Hunt? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got to bring him in first. I still haven't um, pulled the trigger on that one. 
Yeah, he's my pod play, Ben Hunt. David Fafita against the Knights might not be a bad one, too. Yeah, that's a great shout. I was just about to say Fafita. Um, yeah, my lock is my boy, Nico. Um, but I think if you want something spicy, Ice Papsicles, Brisbane this week, I think he can go large. Uh, Brisbane's edge defense isn't actually that great. So Capel's injured, too, on his side. Yeah, so I really think... Uh, Papali'i might have an absolute screamer this weekend. All right, boys, let's head f- end with some fun. Narrative time. Now, I've got a $40 gift voucher to dish out for the best narrative to be voted by us three. Now, you can get yourself your Talking League stubby holders, T-shirts, your stud dud, Trap City and Flat Track Bully T-shirts. Head over to RugbyLeagueMerch.com. They've got a great range that we've designed. Use code Talking League for 10% off the Talking League range. But, Patty, let's kick things off. What do we got first up? So, first to kick us off, we've got Morgan Jones. Both Sunday games, as all teams are out of finals, are to be decided by which team scores the most fantasy points, including captain doubling as the NRL test rules for 2023, with draws to be decided by a soccer, by a soccer penalty shootout where all 17 <laughs> players and the coach has to kick from 30 out dead in front. <laughs> I don't want that one. All right, Kirk Turner. Now, Warriors to beat the Panthers and Eyeliner to score two tries and set two up. <laughs> I like it. Keeping Warriors theme, Gus Bro. Reese Walsh to make a one on one tackle. Gussie's in the reckoning. He's in the reckoning. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Now, I'm going to leave this one because I think this one might win to the last. So, you want to go to another one? All right. Ready? Matt Clark, Warriors, Broncos, Tigers, Bulldogs, and the Sea Eagles all bounce back with wins. That's one for Snakes takes. Like oh it. yeah, Stephen Swanson. Dragons play their women's team against the Dragon uh, against the Tigers and win by a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what about that Knights NRLW team? Mate, they are scorching. They're pretty good. At least they get. At least you'll win a call. Mate, they could win them. They could beat the men's by. At I least told a you, boys. I've got it on at six. <laughs> he does. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, Damo Lenahan. One Knights player... Oh, you got his name right, <laughs> Yes. Redemption. <laughs> uh, one Knights player will walk off the field when the Knights are down because everyone knows the Titans can't defend against 12. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Crib, Addo Cutter score three, and Dogster hump the Sharks 40 to six. <laughs> Mate, Bailey's been hanging out with Ponga and Man. <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, Dorian Grolt... Broncos put 50 points on para. Reynolds with three meat pies. Sir Peter Leach, a.k.a. the Mad Butcher, is going to do the pre-match talk via Zoom for the Warriors in the sheds, and they put 20-plus points on the Panthers in the first half and still lose the game. He's been hanging out with Ponga and Man as well. <laughs> now, Leanna Mills, she goes Nofa to score a triple for the Storm. And Semeni spot there forever, figuring he looks way better in purple. I think she's got a new love interest. Bellamy and Pups... Partner with NRO official merch and create a 3D puzzle of pups knee. It sounds like crazy and boom money for the new winger. Like, <laughs> I like that one. Um, and Kai Spence, Pappy gets an infection in his knee and needs to have his leg amputated, but he gets a bionic leg and comes back this round to score a hat trick and carry the storm to a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an obsession with his knee. Now, Luke Mully. 
Cowboys fans to start nuts out for Dearden. Hashtag this week. Wearing extra tight footy shorts and letting one out of the cherry, letting one of the cherries <laughs> hang in solidarity with the injured half. Motivating the team to get the job done is the money this round. Nuts that's out for winning. Dearden. That's, that's, that's winning. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my so vote good. as well. Yeah, I vote for that, man. All right. Nuts out for Dearden round. Lukey Mully <laughs> is your winner. I'll message you on Facebook if you don't hear from me in the next 24 Four hours message the page for sure. Good oh, work, man. Lukey. That was a really good Can one. Can we make that a shirt next year? Nuts out for Dearden. <laughs> nuts out for Dearden. For and sure. Just have a, a headshot Round 24 every year is a nuts out for Dearden. <laughs> <laughs> and we can have all famous players that lost a nut or played it through like Noddy. Definitely. Now, shout out to Stephen Swanson. He wanted us to mention the Navy Trident, so he's taking on the New South Wales Fire and Rescue team. It's actually going to be prior to the Rabbitohs and Cowboys game. So you can get tickets. There's actually a code for discounted tickets. Just head over to the Navy Trident's Facebook page. There's a code on there, and you can get some cheap tickets. All right, boys, we've wrapped it up in 55 minutes. We're about 20 minutes (laughs) overdue, but still pretty good. Corbs, that was your last show of the year. Enjoy. Thanks for your hard work this year, man, and enjoy yourself up there in Ely. Yeah, will do. It's been good. It's, uh, It's a long old season, but, yeah. Good fun, as always. We got there. 24 weeks, Corbs. Finally, we did get there. Enjoy the off-season, mate. And Paddy, yeah. well done. Stepping up to the couch again yeah, for the second it. week, mate. I like this so left side. You I feel like I've uh, picked up that dribble mantle, though, for, for, for the week. Left side, strong side. That's it. 100%. But, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, good luck you and to the nice WNRL team, mate. <laughs> Finally getting you some smiles on your face. Premiership on the way, incoming. And Sorry, TK's Corbs. in the uh, the semis for the, our draft. I am versing the, yeah, the man Ronnie Flack himself. I know he'll be listening, but he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not even replying to my texts. I've been taunting him for the last couple of days. Well, he's, he's been. Very, he's pretty confident. Him and Louis, who uh, has been making a few appearances on the Wednesday show. Loop, he's a looping. But I finally got. <laughs> lo, lo, speaking of Louis, I got him to admit that looping's bad. <laughs> And he's the actual chief. Have you noticed, Cobbs, ever since Louis joined the competition, we had, like, eliminated looping. Yeah. Louis yeah. jumps the competition, and all of a sudden, he's just on for dunk, Donkey Kong. He loops every week, this kid. Oh, that's so, a bit much. Looping's I only was, for finals. Well, I tried to, but my loopers were that bad that I never actually got to do it. Cobbs used to actually loop bench. back in the day before everyone ever knew what looping was. <laughs> Mate, yeah, loop- I just... Whatever it takes, but yeah, this year I'm I'm happy to see the next year out, 2023. Nice. Well, boys, that was it for round 24. I don't know how we've knocked out an hour, but somehow we've <laughs> dribbled on for something. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all the Spotify and Apple reviews. If you haven't yet, please leave us one of those. Really appreciate you joining in. No more shows for this week, so the Wednesday show Andy's away, and then Thursday we just thought that the Q and A. We've pretty much answered everything that we have to this week. Yep. Next week we mean Patty. I'm pretty sure. Well, if you do have any further questions, otherwise we'll probably talk a little bit WNRL or something like that. Mixer, who knows? I'm not even playing. But Hopefully we're talking about our draft finals. For sure. But, Paddy, have a good weekend, man. Thanks, man. Corpse, enjoy yourself. Stay safe, safe travels, and uh, relax up there, man. All right. Too easy. See you, boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Catch up.